Welcome to Athletes and Artists, the podcast with Cassandra, Brittany, and Jillian. Today, we are having guest Danielle Broder, who is a blog artist and creative business mentor, listening for tips and tricks on how to start a business and how to shift your creativity to the online business world. So we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about what you do. So we know that you are an artist and you are also a creative business mentor. And I know right now, a lot of people are trying to navigate this new world and they're trying to pivot to online. And do you have any advice or how did you get into that? Yeah, I have so many advices. Lay <laughs> um, it so, on us. So I guess like, like my thing is, I, mean, I started my business a little over 10 years ago. Um, I am a crafter by nature. I'm a creative. I'm just like constantly making and doing little crafty, silly things, just, even just for fun. Um, and when I started my business, all I knew is that I wanted to start a business to be able to support myself full-time with my art. That was my goal. Um, and so I just did the first thing that came naturally to me, which was just like making stuff. And then you know, just doing my best to figure out what the next step would be, which looked like craft shows and Etsy to me. Um, so the first like seven and a half years of my business were actually in person. Um, so I was crafting, I was creating, um, I switched over. I was always selling things on Etsy a little bit here and there, never like was doing like amazing on there, but then ended up switching into um, teaching in person because people were really interested in my printmaking process, which is, so I do like block printing, I do textile design and, um, people take that process, they create their own fabrics and design their own patterns. And then they put it onto fabric and then they'll sew it into things or they'll do home goods or make tea towels. That's kind of like my whole thing. All this stuff was in person. And I realized after a few years, I was actually able to quit my job because this class was so popular, which was shocking to me, first of all. Um, so after a couple of years, after like four or five years of teaching nonstop, I was super burnt out. And I was like, I can't teach this three hour class another time. It's re repeating itself, repeating itself. I love teaching it. I have lots of demand. I need to move this, like record it and get it online and I'll just make an online course and that'll be super easy to like sell online, right? So I did that and it turns out it's not that easy to sell online, <laughs> funny thing. Um, so anyways, what ended up happening is this kind of like, you know, the last couple of years, I realized I didn't have an online audience. I didn't have a following online because everything I had been doing was in person and, you know, I was known in the community in San Francisco, um, but you know, I wanted to be mobile. I wanted to reach more people worldwide and things like that. And I couldn't. So um, moving online was like the next step in that. Um, so that was like a big struggle. And it took me a couple of years to kind of learn how to get things going and engage my audience and bring in the right people and actually sell to people because that's not in my nature at all. I'm more like kind of chill, like I'm not going to push stuff on you. Like if you want it, sure, it's here. Like come and get it. Like, but like right. I'm not going to be like, bye, bye, bye. So I think that's a really hard thing when people move to go sell online because you have to be kind of aggressive, not aggressive, but you have to, you have to put yourself out there. You have to be forward. You have to be assertive. I know that's not in a lot of artists nature. It's just not who we are most of the time. Anyways, I had been like doing all my crafty stuff. I was kind of marketing my online course and then um, pandemic happened. And so from there, I was like, okay, this is like going okay, but I need more time. So what the heck, what do I do now where I can like 
you know, have something that's like a little bit of a higher price point. Um, that's maybe a project that I, you know, wanted to do in the past or something like exciting that I can do that's more like helping people somehow. And then I was like, oh my God, this is always kind of what I wanted to do. I've always wanted to work with other artists. I've always wanted to help lift them up, inspire them and help them start their own businesses. So like, I've always wanted to be like some kind of coach. It just was, was not in the near future. Like that was like in the future, you know, because like scary, right? Because you should be an expert if you're helping people. And not that I wasn't an expert because I'd been around for a while and tried so many different things. I think it was just, um, it was just kind of fate. And I started a coaching program and I ended up with a bunch of clients and now I'm helping them start and run their craft businesses online. That's amazing. What's one of the biggest mistakes you see your clients taking that maybe you took as well? So many. I don't, I wouldn't say it's a mistake. I would say more that there's like speed bumps that people hit. So for example, and this is why I get really passionate about this is because when people used to come into my art classes, they would ask me questions about my life because they would be real small classes. So we would just kind of like chit chat and they'd be like, oh, it's so cool. I love your business. It's so cool. Like, how did you think to do that? I, I wish I could do that, but I'm stuck in this day job. And then I'm like, well, why can't you? And I would find myself kind of um, like pumping them up and trying to get them like to go do stuff, you know, and then they would leave. And I would realize that I was like all riled up and I kind of wanted to like check in on them. And I was like, what is your problem? Like, slow your roll girl. <laughs> and just realizing that I was very passionate about this subject. And so one of the biggest things I see that artists were like, there's, there's like sticking points, you know? So people are like, I can't do that. I don't know how. So there's like the whole stuff at the beginning. It's like, um, I can't sell online. Like, what do I do? Where do I sell? Do I sell on Etsy? Do I start a website? Well, this person sell me Facebook. Well, this person, there's so much information out there. So it's really hard to, you know, know where to start. Like there's a lot of overwhelm. So my goal was to get them past that. And then further down the road, like let's get them on that path first, then I can help them with other stuff. But I think just getting started is a huge problem for people. Right. Because there's so much to it that people feel overwhelmed by it. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. where would you say would be the step one, like an idea or getting a name? What would you think would be the beginning of it all? I'd say the biggest thing I see uh, with the the artists that I'm working with is like, if they're just getting started, it's, it's coming up and coming up with an idea and nailing down their specific niche. Because the biggest problem I see is it's not a problem. It's actually a gift, but it's also kind of a curse because we're artists. We have so many ideas and it's, yes, yeah, I can see you guys. Not yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. It's like across the board. Like I did a lot of research. I was on the phone with artists for hours and hours, like researching and like, and, you know, I see myself in them and I know how it was. Like even to pick a name for my business 10 years ago, like, man, you like that was a process. Like just making a decision. The thing that I'm really good at helping people with is actually getting all their ideas out onto paper and then helping them organize their ideas so that it eventually comes down to a niche where they, A, don't feel trapped in that niche, where it's more like almost like an umbrella. So they have lots of options within that niche because I know that was my fear when I was trying to narrow things down for myself. I didn't want to be stuck doing block printing for 10 years, doing anything for 10 years. Like you're going to get, you think you're going to get bored. Right. But you know, here I am 
you know, more than 10 years later and like I've been able to do so many things because of the way I set up my business. So that's kind of what I help people see. I wish I had met you like when I was starting my own small business. Oh, <laughs> come yeah. hang out. Yeah. Cause the whole idea thing, it was like so real. It's like, I had so many ideas. I wrote it all out and then I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> and I figured it out. Well, it's still figuring things out, but you know, but you were talking about find your niche and and having that person, that other person, that business mentor with you is so beneficial. Just having someone to bounce ideas off of. What do you think is one of the best things about having a business mentor? I think when you are the artist in lots of from lots of different angles, you get you're too close to your business. You can't see the holes. You can't see. Um, you can't see what your, your strengths are and where you're missing things. So like when I was working with my first group of clients um, and I just, I just have, I just have knowledge that they don't have yet. Like I've already been past all those things and I've tried a bunch of stuff. So you just can't see what's ahead of you, you know? So like, for example, one of the calls I had with one of um, my clients very early on She's like, you know, I have, I'm very passionate about, I just said, what are you interested in? Like, what are all your possible ideas for a business? And she's like, well, I like um, painting. I love doing printmaking. I love block printing. I attract a lot of printers because that's what I do. She said, I love fabrics. I love Procreate. I'm learning Procreate. I, um, I love, she makes a lot of like Christmas ornaments around the holidays and like the little ceramic-y things. 99% of the things that she told me, which maybe she wasn't quite picking up on as she was saying them, it's all surface pattern design. And I said, you're a surface pattern designer. And she's like, what? What's that? And I was like, oh, like, let me explain this to you. Like, you're kind of what I am, but it's kind of an umbrella. That means you can do all of those things and, you know, promote yourself as like a surface pattern designer. You don't have to really narrow down too much because that's what you are and you can have different designs and different mediums and that's fine and you'll just have your style and that's what brings everything together you know and she was like oh like that makes a whole lot of sense but she just didn't know the term and you know she couldn't see that all those things were actually really connected um, but I was able to see it because I'm very my business is partially kind of similar um, but I was like well there's no reason she needs to like just pick one little thing she can actually do all of those because it's still it's all in the same like area. So once they, you know, they find their niche and they're, they're working with um, a creative business mentor, um, what do you think the, the step is to finding their actual audience? You know, what would you tell someone? Because we have a lot of athletes and artists right now who are pivoting because events are pretty much shut down and, you know, they want to bring their subject to the online platform. Like, how do they find their audience? Okay, so this is like, this is probably the next problem people have after putting up their website and optimizing it and getting it like all dialed in because that's another huge, there's a lot of big problems, but like in general, it's like finding your niche is the first problem. Second, it's like, where am I going to sell? And then, okay, probably your website if you're really serious. So once you're like, okay, I got my website up, it's all dialed in. Now, how do I get people to find me? It's traffic. Like, how do I get these people to come out from the internets and come onto my site, right? My favorite thing to say is you attract what you put out, you know, and whatever you're putting out, that could be like your, like just your vibe, your branding, your blog posts, your emails, your 
uh, social media captions, your products, like anything that is coming out of you, whether it's words, whether it's art, whether it's your voice, you need to have that dialed in <laughs> because usually you're going to attract someone who's like kind of like you because that's just what you put out. So you have to be able to pay attention. You have to be able to pay attention and look to see who is reacting and who is like really liking your stuff, who's who is always around your business. You start to like recognize names and handles and things like that. Just pay attention to those people to start. And then once you have started like building um, an email list, which is like the number one thing I can recommend, you need to start an email list. Then you can really start dialing in uh, your content. Um, and the best way I think to start getting people to come to you is through blogging. And, but it's not just like blogging, blogging, like. You can do blogging in a specific way where it's very strategic. And whenever you put out those posts, those are going to start to attract the kind of people that you want if you know how to set them up, meaning like keywords and content and the topic. And, you know, there's a lot of other like techie things that go into it, but that's how I've been able to grow my audience so quickly and um, basically decide who I want to come to me. Right. That's great. And the email thing is, is before you came on, we were talking a little bit about, you know, what we were going to talk about. And that was one of the number one things that seems to be the hardest thing to, to get, but it seems to be the most important. Do you agree? I think you dabbled, you touched on that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. That's one of the things that I work with my clients on and yeah, it's, I mean, like I had like, I'm on my third, fourth website you know, and I'd say the first like three were pretty, like they were pretty, but they didn't do anything. Like if you just have like a flat, like wall of a website and it's not engaging and it doesn't show your personality and it's not like, I don't know, like it has to, it can't be static. If it's static, you're never going to be able to like start, I hate to say this word, but like collecting people, <laughs> you know, right. um, you need to be able to engage with them. You need to offer them something of value. Like it's all about providing value and kind of bringing them into this like world that you are creating for them. So to be able to build your email list, you're going to need some kind of freebie, like, you know, and you know, if you're just selling products, then that freebie might just be free, like a coupon for free shipping. It's not a huge deal, but it's a start. So you want to offer something like that on your website. And then eventually, um, you know, you can start growing and you can put out that offer onto your social media and, you know, share more about your products and things like that. And people will start being attracted to you. That's great. This has been so informative. It's yes. been so nice to meet you and just hear everything you have to say. Yes. I feel like, I feel so empowered to go start a business. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, right. Do you have any, um, anything you want to plug? You want to like, how, where can we reach you? Where can we yeah. find you? Cool. So I'm Danielle Broder. My business is called The Recovery. You can get me at recovery.com. It's uh, R-E-C-O-V-E-R-I-E.com. And um, I'm on Instagram, either at, at The Recovery or at Danielle.Broder. Um, yeah, reach out and say hi. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. You can find your hosts at Cassandra Lacey, at NY Choreographer, and at Embracing Underscore at The Fire Within, and of course, at Athletes Artists. You can subscribe or you can listen at Apple Podcasts and um, Spotify, and of course, now YouTube. Thanks for listening. And now it's time to shine a light on our small business of the week. 
Shout out to our girl Farah, the female founder of the company Carnival Kicks. These are the ones that she gifted me. They're super comfortable and they're thigh high, so they're super trendy and they go with a lot of things. If you want to support this female founded company, please go to www.carnivalkicks.com.